Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. In this season, I'm identifying the dumbest thing on every single goddamn page in a trio of adventure modules for TSR's Marvel Super Heroes RPG, starting with Adventure MT1, All This and World War II. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. All This and World War II was written by Ray Winninger and published in 1989 by TSR. Today we're discussing page 30 of All This and World War II. This page begins chapter 11, colon, back to the past. And indeed, in this chapter, on this very page, our heroes go back to the past in a time machine. But we're not going to talk about it, not today. Because there's a big preamble here about what happens before you go back to the past. You'll recall that last time, our heroes went to San Diego, of all places, and picked up a time machine that the Nazis left behind, helpfully unlocked, uh, and then they captured the time machine, and they got on the phone with Nick Fury, and Nick Fury said, if you want the present to stay the same, you should go back and change the past. And they said, what? And he said, you heard me. And apparently that was enough, so now they got to go to the past. Because all the clues have pointed to the idea that a group of commandos was sent to 2146 to get a secret weapon to help the Nazis win the war, and apparently those commandos were successful in bringing the weapon back. So it's out there somewhere in the past, and the Nazis could use it any minute now, in 1943. So okay, the matter is settled, we've taken a vote, we're going to the past, what now? Quote, After the heroes decide to return to the past, the first thing they will have to do is figure out how to work the time machine. This should present them with little difficulty. Anyone with a reason of good or better that examines the machine's controls realizes that there is a special recall switch installed in the control panel, which automatically returns the capsule to the time and place it occupied just before making its most recent jump. In this case, it is reasonable to expect the recall switch to return the capsule to September 18, 1943. Of course, the time ship can be piloted without using the recall switch, allowing its operator to lock in the destination of his or her choice. But the controls are so complex that puzzling out how to operate the craft could take months of research and experimentation. For the purposes of this adventure, the heroes can't really figure out how to use all of the time machine's capabilities. Right there, right off the bat, we haven't moved an inch and we haven't moved a goddamn second in this time machine already, the dumbest thing in this page. Putting aside that between the captive commandos and the captive Dr. Kruptman, almost certainly they know how to set coordinates on this time machine. I mean, Kruptman helped build the goddamn thing. And while it's possible, maybe even prudent, that the Nazis would send the commandos back with no knowledge of how to use anything but the recall switch, they would presumably have to know at least how to trigger the machine once the coordinates are laid in, and how to do some at least basic like repairs or launch procedure, just so that you don't lose one of your only three time travel squads because somebody accidentally flips a switch and nobody knows how to unflip that switch, right? So if you have a mind reader on the team who can read the minds of Kruptman and the commandos, you should know how to operate this time machine. But let's say that you don't. The controls are so complex that puzzling out how to operate the craft could take months of research and experimentation. Can you imagine? Months. Who knows what could have happened in 1943, a couple of months from now? What? We don't have time to figure out how to use the time machine because we're worried? That things are going to get away from us in 19 goddamn 43? It's 1989. 1943 is not going anywhere. We can spend 8 to 12 weeks. Hell, take 6 months. Do some trial runs. Learn to drive this fucking thing. 1943 is still going to be there when you're time flight certified. And I wouldn't be so down on this lapse of logic, which is pretty common for time travel stories. 
if it weren't for the alternative. If you don't know how to use the time machine, your only option is to use the recall switch, right? Which takes you back to exactly the time and place that the last jump started. So if the heroes use the recall switch in this time machine, and it works properly, spoilers, it doesn't. If it did work properly, though, it would take them back to what? The top secret launch pad in presumably the secure Nazi scientific facility where the time machine was launched. This doesn't seem like a good place to go. If I had to guess, I think what you'd probably find there is a lot of well-armed, highly alert Nazis, maybe with a super weapon. If you're lucky, because then maybe you could break the super weapon and then scramble back into the time machine and go home. Most likely, if they did manage to get a super weapon from 2146, they're not going to be storing it in the same room that they launched the experimental time machine from. Why? Well, because for one thing, the time machine could blow up or something. But secondly, if your time machine gets hijacked, or if your commandos decide to go rogue because now they've got a time machine, they feel like they don't need to listen to their Fuhrer anymore, uh, you wouldn't want them to have a super weapon right at hand to turn against you. What you'd probably do is launch the time machine from inside like some kind of a cage so that whoever comes back in the time machine, when they come out, will be inside of a cage, and then you watch the door of the time machine, and if the people who come out of it aren't the elite German blues clues, then you gun them down. That seems like the sensible thing to do if you're a Nazi, and therefore if you're a Nazi fighter from the future, the sensible thing to do would be to not spring that trap by sending the time machine directly back to the same time and place where it took off. It would be much better to send it to, I don't know, any arbitrary time or place of your choice in the world and in history to track down this Nazi superweapon. You could go back before the Nazis launched their other time ship, spy on them doing it, wait for the time machine to come back, find out where the superweapon is, and then go snatch it. Or you could sabotage the whole time travel experiment if you want to. Could cause a grandfather paradox, where you blow up the time machine that you're currently in before it can launch, but all logic would dictate that anything you do in the past is going to change the present that you came from. So we're already paradoxing grandpas all over the place. What's one more grandpa? It's just the tactical advantage of learning to use this time machine before you leave is not just decisive, it is historic in scope. If our heroes, be they the West Coast Avengers, be they the Misfits, be they the Secret Zoomers, if they can figure out how to use an actual working time machine, then not only can they stop the Nazis from using the super weapon, they can maybe stop the Nazis, like from doing what the Nazis did in history. They can stop future atrocities. They can travel to the future themselves, bring back future technology and use it in the present. A time machine is a very useful thing to have. If I found one, I would maybe try to figure out how to use it properly instead of pulling the return to sender lever with a swastika on the knob. And there's no rush because it's a time machine. But anyway, once again, the author has dictated, no, 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 we don't have time. Nick Fury doesn't have time to come with you. You don't have time to learn how the time machine works. This time machine is too important to waste even a second figuring out how to make time irrelevant. You have to leave now, now, now. But not, wait, 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 not quite yet. Quote, before the heroes take off, you, meaning the judge, you should encourage them to take their copy of Hamilton Crane's World War II Inside and Out, all the people, all the places, and all the events along with them. The heroes should have found a copy of the book in either chapter 5 or chapter 9, since the book contains some clues which will prove important later. So if everybody's getting in the time machine and like, okay, we're doing this, no time to learn how this time machine works, we've got to get in there, pull the lever, go back, and fight those Nazis, you as the GM are like, yeah, that's the spirit, but wait, 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 don't push the lever. Don't you remember finding a book, an important book? Maybe... You know, I mean, the outcome of World War II is important, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Shouldn't you probably go back home and get that book first before you get in the time machine? So 
a reminder from the GM, bring that book. But wait a minute, we're in San Diego. I don't think we probably would have brought that book with us all the way from New Mexico in the van, given that it is, based on the amount of detail it contains, about the size of the van. I don't think we would have just hauled it for no reason to San Diego. So the players may object, oh, we don't have that book. We didn't bring it with us. Sorry, GM. It's off to the past without your precious book. Bye-bye, Hamilton Crane. We'll see you never. But the author has planned for that too. Quote, if the heroes left their copy back in Albuquerque and planned to leave directly from San Diego, have Fury get in touch with the heroes and advise them to send someone by the nearest army base before they leave for the past. Fury will provide the heroes with the base's location. When the heroes' representatives arrive at the facility, the staff will have a package marked Top Secret waiting for them. Inside the package is a copy of Crane's book and a telegram that reads, quote, Thought this might prove useful. It's one of the best reference books on the era that I have read. Fury. If you try to get in this time machine and leave for 1943 without this book, here's what I think is going to happen. An agent in a blue jumpsuit with a snorkel is going to splash up out of the water in the sewer with an urgent message. <gasps> Wait. Fury sent me. Open this inscrutable box. It's another two-way television. You open the box, and it's Fury. Sorry to bother you when you're about to go have an adventure, but I need you all to pile back in that van and go by the Marine Corps Recruit Depot there in San Diego, where the Marines do their card processing, and pick up a little package that I sent to you. And then you get back in the van and you drive to the Marine Recruit Depot where they do the card processing for the Marines, and you find the package and you open it up, and there, inside the package, smiling at you, laughing at you, will be World War II, inside and out, all the people, all the places, and all the events by Hamilton goddamn Crane, with a letter from Nick Fury saying, Hey, did you ever hear about this book? I think it's pretty keen. Love, Nick Fury. So, two or three of you working together, lift this leather-bound fucking albatross, haul it to the van, drive all the way back to the San Diego sewers, turn this thing diagonally so it fits in the goddamn time machine, and start to leave, and then, splash, another blue jumpsuited agent with yet another television to give you final words from Nick Fury. Quote, No matter how the heroes get a copy of the book, Fury will caution them before they leave for 1943 that under no circumstances should the heroes leave the book in the past. It's a risk just letting you take it back with you, Fury says. Armed with the information in that book, either side could drastically change the outcome of the war, and the damage to the time stream would be irreparable. Motherfucker. You wouldn't let me leave without this book. You wouldn't let me escape this book no matter what I tried. Our friends told us to pick it up from the Albuquerque library. We said, fuck you, friends. We don't want that book. We went to Kruptman's house. There it was, in the living room, open, pleading with us to take it. We walked on by. The GM said, are you sure you don't want to take that book? We said, yes, we're goddamn sure. We drove all the way to San Diego. Nick Fury went out of his way to contact us in the fucking sewer and said, stop what you're doing. I sent you a present. We opened the present. It was the goddamn book again. Then we finally went back to the time machine. Now Nick Fury says, gee, I'm doing you a big favor by letting you take that book into the past. Seems pretty dangerous to me. I mean, don't put it down. Don't, don't not bring it. Just, this seems like a really bad idea and it makes me question your judgment. So anyway, you take the book. Of course you take the book. You have to take the book. So at last... With all Fury's bullshit out of the way, with the television-bearing frogmen of the San Diego sewers exhausted, finally, our heroes close the door and hurtle back into the time stream, Hamilton Crane as their co-pilot. Join me next time for World War II at Last on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been MDC. 
New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact the show however you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Podbean, Gmail, Instagram, etc., etc. This episode's theme music is Robinson's Grand Entry March, performed by the United States Air Force Concert Band. Thanks for listening.